podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cup Eye Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again, but we're actually in the same room. We're in the same pub. Uh, yes. Enjoying a little pint together in the Lion Tavern. Um, and feel rap style like we were back in Sweden. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just thought we'd have a little chat about the the uh, Spurs game and all of its uh, craziness. But before we get into it, Christian, how was it? How was it going, lad? How was the how was the flight? How was the yeah. how was the train? How was, how was your pint going down? Yeah, my pint is going down well. <laughs> it's very nice. Uh, I had a well, I wouldn't say a long trip, but I started off yesterday going to Stockholm and Ireland, staying for the night with a, for the for an early flight to Manchester, all places, Mordor. and then. Yeah, Mordor. <laughs> and then the train here um, took like over an hour. So I came here about 12-ish today. So yeah. I've got a whole day to, you know, do a little bit of work and then catch up with you now. And then we catch up later tonight. So everything is good. I'm, I'm, I'm here in Liverpool and nice. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a pint. That's and, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the funny, most important thing. It was thing. funny before when we got to the apartment, you were like, oh, that's, if you, any, any beers in the fridge there? And you were like, yeah, there's one. And I was like, you just cracked it open in the f- first sip and you were like, your whole body just like went backwards <laughs> and just relaxed. Yeah. Uh, but it's much needed after like a long, like a long plane journey. I know, I know how you feel. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the craziness that was the game against against Spurs because I still can't, I still can't really believe it. Like there's just so much. I think if we were doing this over Streamyard, we'd be there for about four hours to talk about every yeah. every decision. <laughs> but we can we can talk about firstly um, briefly about like the lineup because um, Curtis Jones kept his place. We've seen Javier Elliott come in um, for Henderson. Fabinho was in the centre. It was pretty much same as really, apart from Diaz coming in as well, which was which was lovely to see after being out for six months. But it only took it only took three minutes for that first goal to go in. Obviously, a th- a three goals in fifteen minutes was was amazing. But it was lovely to see a, um, a game crafted in Liverpool as well. Apparently, I looked there was a stat on from uh, Michael Reed who does I do the stat show with, and it, the first time two scouts have combined for a goal since twenty fifteen when Ricky Lambert assisted Stephen Gerrard. Apparently, which is um, it's good to see. But it's nice to see obviously Trent getting more and more assist and Curtis Jones getting a goal and kind of re- a reward for the work that he's been putting in on the pitch. Yeah, uh, and you know. Uh... You can't ask for a better start, really. And obviously, with Trent, uh, keep on doing his assists, keep on being great in that hybrid midfield role that he has now. Uh, you know, he's involved in the game all the time, wants the ball, uh, wants to have passes all the time to di- uh, direct the game, which is brilliant. Um, and again, uh, a great ball into the box and Curtis Jones on the in the box, you know, taking a smart, clever run and uh, puts a great finish off and then, you know, uh, straight into the goal. And what well, was like, you know, you, you wouldn't ex- expect that straight away against, even if Spurs have been shit, you don't expect that to happen because this season's been very up and down. But to start off like that just says a lot about Spurs in one way. But what <laughs> was going to come says a lot about Aussies in it as well. <laughs> yeah. And it only took another two minutes for uh, for Liverpool to get a second, and it was it was nice to see uh, Curtis Jones on the score sheet. It was even nicer to see Luis Diaz on the score sheet after um, six months out, and it was nice seeing back on the pitch to get a goal within five minutes of his first start since since Arsenal back in I think it was October. It was um, I, I didn't even know because I was like I, I didn't know how I felt because five minutes in you tune it up, you're like oh my god, it's like. <laughs> it's like this is amazing. Like, can we, can we, can we uh, carry on? And, and we did for a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, but it was nice to see him get a goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it uh, again, uh, 
great build up to that goal and you know the work of Gakpo as well to to have the pace to chase that ball down in, before it goes out and put it in and then obviously Luis Diaz is he's run into the box as well and just to make sure that he connects to the ball and get it into the net is brilliant as well because it's, it's a very you just need to connect you can say but you still need to, you know, uh, direct it into the goal and be able to do that by time the run, by time the uh, your finish as well. So you just need to go, I guess, by instinct doing that. And he, uh, you know, been out for a long time. And to see him now coming back and be very, having a lot of energy, uh, runs a lot, you know, being some a player that, you know, play opposition players just have a difficulty with defending against and then obviously with this run that he does uh brilliant goal and yeah like you said 2-0 up straight away and uh, we were thinking i was thinking when i was watching it you know in the sofa that you know another 9-0 come on do it to a bournemouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a uh, it was mad because it then took another 10 minutes for the, for the third goal which felt like a long time in comparison to the first two when you get like you get two in five minutes um it was a penalty, and instantly I thought about you because I was like, "Is it going to be Salah? Is Christian going to be like, oh, you fucker, give it to someone else?" Or and then it was Salah, and I was like, "Right, if this one doesn't go in, then he's fucked for any future ones." But the fact that he, he stepped up and when it, the ball was flying, I was like, "Oh my god, it's in the bar or he skied it!" <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a perfect, perfectly weighted yeah. penalty right into the back of the net, and yeah, another goal. He's, he's finally eclipsed. Robbie Fowle is on 184 goals as well, which it seems like he breaks record every week now. But yeah. it's, it was nice for nice for him to get a, on the score sheet as well again. Yeah, he's amazing, and uh, you know I, I was thinking as well when he stepped up for the penalty that you know he now he needs to score this, otherwise, like you said, now he he would be fucked in one way. But it's it's yeah. been not too long, but it's been some time after his two misses, so. I, I wasn't that. If it would have been, you know, the third penalty, like the game after his last miss or whatever, yeah. I would have been concerned. But now he had had time to probably think about it, talk about it, and talk about, you know, with uh, managers and staff and players. Because I, I guess that's what you do, even though, like, you just be mental, mentally prepared for next time. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we're going to continue to have you as a penalty taker, blah, 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 and you step up and, you know, just prepare yourself for next time and don't. You know, just go for it, and that, that's what it did. And he went high, and like you said, he could have gone <laughs> in the bar over. But when you look at it now, afterwards, it's a brilliant uh, penalty. So, all credit to Salah, all credit to him scoring more goals, breaking records, being uh, Mohamed Salah. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he loves it, doesn't he? And we we love him for it. Um, but yeah, it's you're 15 minutes in. You've got you've got three goals. Yeah. I mean, it was a shame the way the results went the, the day before with uh, Newcastle and, and um, the Manx getting getting the points. Otherwise, it would have been even more um, riding on this game. But, I mean, obviously, we're not going to... It's 1% less than 1% getting into the top four. We need a miracle, basically. Um, but before the, the Spurs goals start going in, there's an incident with um, Skip and, um, and, and Diaz where Diaz takes a... Diaz does what Diaz always does and, and does well with the ball, dribbling and stuff. Um, and then he knocks it past and, and skips late. And it's one of them, like... But I just feel like it's born out of frustration, that 3-0 down, they're not getting anywhere near us. And then he goes and does that, and you're like... And you consider who the referee is, Paul Tierney. You consider who's in VAR, David Coote. They're just like the worst combination for Liverpool. And not even just for Liverpool. I, f- I feel like for most of, the, most of the league, whenever they're in charge of games... That's when the, the shit hits the fan, I, I I think. And when you look back at it, 
there's no matter how many times I watch it, it doesn't even have to be in slow mo. I think obviously, obviously in slow mo, it always looks worse, but it doesn't even have to be in normal time. No. It's a horrific, horrific challenge, and it's a red card any day. If you, even if it was one of our lads that did it, you're like, well, you can't, you can't do that. Doesn't matter if you've got a touch on the ball in this day and age, you can't, you can't go no, in like it, that. It, it is uh, like career um, threatening tackle that could probably end a career especially after being out for six months as well. Ex- exactly he's already been out obviously coming back and starting being match uh, match fit i guess because they considered him like you have been uh, back now training you know been playing some games you can start now to get some more fitness yeah. but it still doesn't mean that he's 100 percent in like all areas and you know that kind of tackle it doesn't matter if you're the, like the the most strong person in the world or whatever, you know, where we've got loads of muscles, if it hits you badly and it's a, you know, if you get stuck with your studs into the ground and all that kind of stuff, that could, and it's probably was, but you know, a little bit more pressure on that leg and it can break and uh, that could be the end of his career. Uh, you know, so that should have been a red card. I thought it straight away when I saw it as well, and especially when I saw the replays. Uh, and I know it's been discussed over, you know, social media and Twitter and stuff and, uh, you know, Paul Tini, you know, he's, his shit. I just, you know, that's my opinion. You know, it's not only because of the way he's been refereeing Liverpool past and now, uh, you know, because I, I, I see him when he does other games and I think he's just, he's just not a good referee. And especially with his team around him and we, they got VAR and all this technology to help them. And they don't seem to use it. I just don't understand how you can be so bad at a job and get away with it all the time. Because that's what they discuss now. Like Klopp has been, you know, not charged, but they talk about, you know, maybe sidelined or even, um, you know, Liverpool get some points deducted because of his behavior. But I understand that you get so fucking crazy and you get so annoyed when there's so many... decisions going against you that are clearly fouls, especially like the the one that we talked about before, Mick, when, when Salah was pulling his shirt and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's so many decisions that are really, really, you know, bad refereeing. So, you, I don't know I don't know where to start, really. It's just frustrating. <laughs> it and it, especially when you're, I mean, I think someone put something up on Twitter with like a history of like teeny uh, decisions against us. And like, I put a tweet up today about like, it's like the, the champ, champagne cork finally flying out of the bottle after that much pressure. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what Klopp did and it's not acceptable. Like if if Guardiola did that or whatever, then we'd be like, what the fuck's he doing? He yeah. can't run out of rest. It's not, it's not right, but I totally understand because I, I went fucking berserk at home as well. That's the thing. Like I got angry because there's so many fouls where you shout and there's a free yeah. kick and that's a free kick, that's a red card and nothing happens. Yeah, and you saw the bench as well. Matip was going absolutely apeshit. Oh, yeah. Curtis Jones was like, <laughs> Klopp was on the floor. Like there was just so, just so much stuff going on and you're just like, what, 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 what can... The pill needs to do. Something needs to happen. It's like obviously, there's going to be an investigation, whatever else. The audio is going to be um, checked and whatever to see what happened. But um, that's. I mean, I don't want to really. I mean, we could just fly through the Spurs goals because they had quite a few chances and Liverpool. Oh, yeah. I think it's <laughs> victim of their own um, early success in the game in terms of getting three goals so early. Yeah, and then you've got Harry Kane getting one um, just before half time, and I, I didn't really feel like. I didn't really feel like this is the beginning of a fight back for them. I just felt like, oh, this is like a consolation. We'll get ourselves back to a little bit, well, loads better than we are playing in between the, in between Salah's goal and Kane's goal. We were pretty, pretty shit, to be honest, in terms of like stopping them, closing stuff down, making tackles and stuff. We've done well in parts, but there's certain parts where you like, you need to do loads better. Uh, the Kane goal goes in, you're going into half time then, um, 3-1. Um, and it actually takes another 22 minutes before the, the song goal goes in, which 
looking back now, that felt like that. I felt like it was a lot closer after half time before oh, when yeah. that one goes in. Yeah. But then there's only um, that one goes in on 77, and you've got uh, Richarlison comes onto the pitch on uh, in a 90th, 90th minute or whatever 80th minute, and he gets the goal, and you just knew when he was going to come on that he was going to um, he was going to because uh, someone on Twitter put like a, a bet on like Richarlison goal and Richarlison buchan as soon as as soon as he came on, it's like because he's going to score, he's going to take a stop off. That's a that's not you, bad. You buy him money basically. Oh yeah, you know it's going to happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, when the song goal goes in, you're like. That's the way Liverpool play. Like they're on the edge. We play high up against Spurs. We always have problems because yeah. if Kane drops deep and Son makes the run, it's pretty difficult to defend against that. I think yeah. any team with with a, with a high line and the way that we do, it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to defend that. Yeah. The microphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um. Yeah, just getting told we're getting we, we've a plaid. Um, yeah. yeah, so Sun scores, Richarlison scores. My head completely went when that Richarlison goal went in because I was like, this is we kind of deserve it in a weird way to yeah. draw the game from the way the game went in the second half as well. Yeah, and uh, that's what I felt like. You just go back to the um, Hurricane goal, like that. That was a goal that I felt like, okay, it's a shit defending, you know, it's a situation where they just get a goal back, but I wasn't concerned. And then, um, you know, they had a few chances afterwards where they hit the post. So I felt like when, when Son scored, that was just... I think they deserved that because they had so many chances. Yeah. Uh, and with the Richarlison goal, I just think that it's we have to... You know, we can just blame ourselves for what happened because I was like, we, we, we kind of turned off the energy, the intensity, you know, the, to play with creativity and all that kind of stuff that we did in the first yeah. 15 minutes and even in the first half. Like, even if we could slow it down after 3-0, we still had those little runs. We had those little, you know, we, we ran, ran into spaces, clever balls into different positions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought when... Um, uh, when they got the three-three, I was like, you know, it's it's one of them this season. You know, we were three 0 up, and then we let them go back in the game three-three, and that's it. And I, I was more afraid actually of you know if they score four-three now, I don't know what I'm fucking throwing the TV, my new TV <laughs> out of the from the fucking balcony. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's honestly it's one of the if I could if someone said to me you can you can have this game, it's going to be mad, but you're going to win four-three. Richarlison's going to come on near the end of the game, score what he thinks is a winner, do about 10 different celebrations, oh, yeah. do every celebration that he's got, shush the crowd and whatever, think he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then Liverpool go down the other end and score. I would have said, yes, fucking please. I'll give you, I'll give you 50 quid to let that happen. Yeah. So the fact that it happened in that way, uh, Jota goes down, like I think it's 99 seconds between yeah. his goal and our goal. Probably 60 of that. Uh, Richarlison doing every celebration that he's got in the locker. Um, but, what a what an ending to the game! And like like we were discussing yesterday, it'll probably go down as one of the classics in terms yeah. of like Premier League games because it was just it had everything, didn't it? Yeah, uh, and, and I understand the the Jota situation as well when he puts his you know boot up high and hits skip over the head. Uh, you know, in, in in my book, it's a red. I think it's a you it know is it, a red. Yeah, it, I think it's yeah, yeah. dangerous play, and it you is. can hurt. So even if he's there first and gets the ball. You still know that you can play football like with your head, and you shouldn't have your feet yeah. up. I, th- I think what the th- I think the point people are making as well online, like on Twitter and stuff, um, is there's one like Harland earlier in the season where he does something similar, and he oh, clips, yeah, yeah. I think it's Anderson's yeah. head, 
and it just nothing happens. And it's like, well, there's no consistency, but there never is. Like there never no, no, is no. these days. I know, but I think when you have your foot up like that, even if you win the ball, like football can also be played with your head. And if you got your feet up like that, and it can hit someone in the face or in your head, yeah, that's yeah. dangerous play. Because I rather have someone try to like not the tackle that Luis Diaz had on him, but if you try to tackle someone and actually tackle, well tackle the ball, but you hit someone badly. Yes, it could also be a red, but I, I cannot more understand it because that's more part yeah, yeah. of the game. But if you have your feet up high and you hit someone in the head, that's actually very dangerous. Even if you hit someone in the eye or whatever, well, yeah. you know, it could happen really bad well, things. Well, Sissoko, he got that bad injury from Ex- Benfica. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think Jota should have had a red, but you know, at the same time, Skip wouldn't shouldn't have been on Skip, the pitch. That's the thing. It's like it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like well, if exactly. Skip doesn't get the red card. If he gets the red card, sorry, then he's not on the pitch. Exactly. So that whole thing doesn't happen. Yeah. And Liverpool are three 0 up. And with, if it would have been minutes. somebody else, yes, it's still a red card. But at this moment, when you talk about these two situations, Skip should have been sent off in the first place. It's a sequence and of events. when it's yeah. when when he's actually in the situation that happens with Jota, he shouldn't even be there. He won't so, be, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's in, so. he's, he's in the showers having a little <laughs> having a soapy bath or whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's skipping the game. <laughs> yeah, and and then there's the. There's the the whole thing after that as well with the clock getting a yellow card and stuff and legs are over and he pulls his hamstring and oh yeah it's brilliant. it's it's brilliant from our point of view I understand like rival fans like saying it's unacceptable and when Liverpool do something or Klopp does something yeah. it always gets magnified ten times exactly. like because it's worse or oh, Klopp can't do this he, he's always doing this and whatever it's like yeah, he wears his heart on the sleeve we wouldn't have him any other way um, exactly but we'll see what happens in terms of like. <laughs> Because yeah, there's going to be interesting with Tierney and stuff. What happens, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, I, I, I don't, I don't say that Klopp should be up in the face of the referee. But at the same time, I totally understand that he goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we win it, and because he has every, had everything against him in the game against his players, and he sees from the from the touchline, you know that you know what what's going on, and then um um you have that happening. Then also when you know he pulls his hamstring. It, it, it's one of them. It's going to be one of the best, you know, moments. It's going to be viral forever as well. Like celebrating and turn around and yeah, it's just yeah. fucking limping off. <laughs> it's it's but, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah. Someone, someone, tec- uh, well, on Twitter, text me in Swedish, obviously saying something about okay, how how long ban will Klopp have for shouting in the face of the fourth, fourth referee? What do you call it? Fourth, fourth assistant or whatever? Official, yeah, yeah. fourth official. And I. <laughs> And and I just wrote like no, not necessary. Going to be out for three months with a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's, he'll be back. He'll be back play, playing before Thiago's back. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. But it was like, like, oh, how, how long ban is he going to have? And I'll be like, not necessary. It's not. It's, gonna, it's not going to be around for three months because he's having a hamstring. Yeah, he'll be coming out at um coming out. He'll probably get like a five game ban only, but then the game after he'll be out on crutches coming, oh, yeah. coming down the. Um, Touchline, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, like we we won the game in a great way. I I haven't celebrated that half a long time, to be honest. I was yeah. I was by myself at home at the time, not my girlfriend or my daughter was home. So to be honest, I was standing up shouting, and I haven't shouted that loud for a long time. And yeah. I told Evelina when she came home, I said, "I have a, I have a little bit of a sore throat here because I've been <laughs> I've been shouting yeah, so yeah. much." But that was a relief as well. It was one it's of them. The relief. One yeah, of them yeah. wins where you just go like and scream and shout. And exactly. I was, I was telling Tottenham to fuck off, like, you know, <laughs> high and you know, we just do 
shouting it out loud and that was a nice feeling and I, you know we needed that as well we so, did. and it's going to go down as one of the classics and you know Liverpool always involved in the classics which is great as and well. they're always 4-3 as well two against <laughs> two against Newcastle <laughs> ah, yeah. in the bank already and now there's yeah. this one um, but yeah there's there's so much more we could say but we um, we try and keep this one as brief as we can let's, yeah. let's have a little look at because um, obviously tomorrow we'll go on the game Fulham at home which is oh, going to yeah. be it's going to be nice. Um, look at that table. It's not. It's not good viewing the table, but I think that's kind of like we just need to, like Klopp keeps saying, just need to finish as high as we can now. Really, up, up against Fulham, we've got um, we've got Brentford now as well. After that, so there's a couple of home games where we can kind of just like, well, we've got the points against Spurs in a mad way, crazy way. Let's go and make Fulham a little bit easier, and then go into go on to. Um, the Brentford game because it's. I think we've won now five. Is it five games in a row we've won, or four games in a row? I'm I think least, it's five. Five, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Trent's obviously been massive in that with like six or five assists now, or six assists in the last couple of games, which is crazy as well. Uh, but what are you, what are you thinking tomorrow then with with the full, with Fulham? Um, I'm thinking that we're playing at home again. We we won in this manner against Tottenham. I'm thinking we got the great chance to go and actually get another three points and ahead of Brentford as well that we're going to on Saturday. So. You know, in, in, in my you know my opinion and from my point of view, I think that you know I wouldn't say you know oh, Fulham is an easy task because it, we we know this season we ne- there's no uh, there's no easy task at all. But I'm, I'm thinking we got a you know a better chance of having a more even if we score three against Spurs very very early, which is something you don't do that often to be honest. I think that you know over 90 minutes we are having like a three nil against Fulham. You know what I mean? Like we could score after 20 minutes, we can score then after, you know, 60 minutes, we can score 70 minutes and get three nil win. I I don't think that we have these ones that against Tottenham where we just go three nil up after 15 minutes and then we find it really difficult. I think this is more a game that we we control and I think we'll have more of a chance of penetrating them quite, I wouldn't say easily, but with the with the creativity that we got now, with all the players available, I think that we got you know two, three, four goals in us. That's the thing. We got players who can come in and actually yeah, yeah. make a difference. Like we, Jota. we might concede goals, but we've got enough. Uh, yeah, to yeah. Score, but I'm we? thinking they are good, but they are not as. I wouldn't say they are not as good as you know. Spurs have been shit, but I'm thinking Harry Kane is good. Son is great as yeah, well. Counter attacking. They've just been really, really bad. But I'm thinking Fulham feels like. An easy task for us now, yeah. but we still need the job as always. Yeah. That's the thing. I, th- I think Spurs is always difficult for us because they play. We play a high line, and they love they love playing against the high line. So yeah. It's like we're the perfect opponent for them yeah. in a way, especially, especially with like Kane the, dropping, yeah, yeah, Son, the, and you know, like Kane and Son, like as a duo, like you, it's hard to beat. Like there's not many better than those two in world football in terms of combinations and passes into space Son in behind when he's in you know we, yeah, every time he's not throwing goal he's going to score yeah, I, I, I would have loved, loved like Klopp have said you know it, one uh, of his big regrets not to sign because so, uh, you, you see know. after the game like he's like Son's devastated and every Liverpool player Klopp goes over gives him a proper long hug yeah. like, oh, what could he, he loves him he, he does, loves him he because he, he runs he <laughs> scores he's, works, he's working hard you know he's, he's, a, he's a great player yeah. hasn't had a bad, uh, the best season but you know looking back on the season that he had before you know we thought that he's been brilliant yeah, I, I think with Fulham as well, like they played, I watched the Fulham City game actually because it was on before the Liverpool game. And it was Fulham done quite well to be fair. Like they were the goal they scored, oh, yeah. the goal they scored was good. They had a few chances. Obviously, City had most of the ball, but um, um, <laughs> just people ra- randomly drying their hands near us. Um, yeah. But so we, so we have we have vapes and hand, that's, that's yeah. the perks of doing it in a pub. That, that, yeah, that's what, um, that's what but, he gets. But the last two games, like they've they've lost, they've lost to Fulham, they've lost to Man City. But before that, they beat they beat Leeds, yeah. they beat Everton, which isn't. I mean, that's easy these days, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, to be fair. 
But I mean, in terms of like table again, like they're tenth, like they're they're well safe. Like it's yeah. it's in a, in a in a way it could be like it's a free hit for them, so the, there's no pressure on them. But in in for us, there's no pressure on us anymore because like if if like I mentioned earlier with Newcastle and United, if they would have lost or drew, yeah. we, and we beat Spurs, then we might have this game would have had more importance on it. But yeah. the fact that there's like what we've got. Liverpool have got five games left. United have got six games left. We need a miracle, basically. All we can do is just like both teams have basically got no pressure. Yeah. So if that happens nine times out of ten, you expect Liverpool to win the game, don't you? Yeah, and I think that's what happened against Spurs as well. The first fifty minutes when we were that good, or even you know, like I said, the first half before they start to get into the game, it's just that we play without the pressure. We just release ourselves, if you yeah, like, yeah. and you know, you know, play, play out, and we are more. It's like we're not blocked in our minds. Like we know that we just go out and play because now we we still have things to play for, but not with the same odds. Like we don't have the same chance or opportunity to get like Champions League football and stuff. We're probably going to reach Europe anyway, but it's no pressure to actually reach the fourth spot or third spot or whatever. Yeah. So I think, you know, going out against Fulham with that mindset as well is what we're going to do. No pressure, lads. Just go out and play your football at home with the crowd behind you. And, you know, you will probably win this game. You know, I wouldn't say easily, but you, like you said, nine out of ten times, you go out at Anfield against Fulham and you win because you got the quality and now you don't have the pressure anymore. So you just go out and just enjoy your football and do what you do best. Yeah. And in terms of lineup, then, do you reckon we'll keep it the same? Or do you reckon we'll see Hendo come back in for Elliot? I think I think oh, Diaz yeah. probably. I think Diaz, I mean Jota scored the winner and has scored quite a lot recently. But yeah. I think in terms of our play build up and stuff, I do feel like Diaz is very key to yeah. how we do it. And Jones, I think he's not. He's never been. He's not been amazing recently, but I think his, his levels are starting to get a little yeah. bit better, and people are starting to realise that what is you can't you yeah. can't just write someone off because they've had bad injuries. Exactly, and what is important with Jones as well, which you know everyone can see now and read, but because a lot of journalists and people are you know reporting it that he's got great work rate, he yes. works yes. loads, and some people even call it like we can see him turning into that Vinaldum position, like where he, he plays yeah, and yeah. he runs up and down and he makes himself available, he keeps the ball sometimes a little bit longer, but I don't say that it's always a bad thing, he might sometimes just slow it down or keep it or find so the thing is with him, like he's been injury prone, he had his problems, he's still young, but the thing is he's got loads of qualities so if he can play more and more games now regularly, then he can obviously develop, but I think he brings something to the midfield that we don't have. Yeah. Energy, pace, he got creativity in him. Ball so attention. Just, and yeah. he scored. Yeah. Just let him, you know, con- let him just continue. Assist against Leeds was boss as well. Exactly. Just so. let him continue. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's clever from Klopp though in a way because like, he could have easily took him out for any of the games that he's played in a row yeah. and put Elliot in, Thiago in, whatever else. Obviously, yeah. Thiago was injured. We haven't even mentioned and, and, that. And also, sorry that I interrupt, but you know, also to Klopp to pick him now for like four or five games what, in a row. But that's the thing. He watches him in training. Yeah, yeah. He must be that good and good enough yeah. to be able to play. A platform to keep getting the levels higher. Exactly. And some can argue, obviously, that we don't have the best quality midfield this season. Yes, that's yeah, also yeah. right. But at the same time, if we don't give our young talented players the chance when they are um, fit then you know there's no point really isn't it like you know Elliot played now I thought he was alright like he wasn't that good like great but I thought he was alright but Jones I think you know we, we, there's quality there like I know that we're going to rebuild and buy new midfields this summer and it might you know um, 
affect uh, players like Jones and Elliot as well, to be honest, because we need to raise up a level. But at the same time, they are really, really good squad players. They're still that young. They can still take another step in their career. So in two, three years, they still like only like 20, like Jones is 25 and Elliot is two, 22 or something. They still got plenty of time to take exactly. another step. And I wouldn't say become world class because you never know, but become really good quality Premier League players that could play for Liverpool like exactly. in, in, in the team where you need to rotate where you need to change sometimes but you still got this squad players that are are uh, more than capable enough to do the job because that's what you need and yeah. you can't forget that you, you, you can still have like world class players but at some point you need to rotate at some point you need someone else to come in to do the job you need to have players that are having that kind of level and I think he, he got it. He just needs to have, we need to have more patience. And also he needs to just keep on playing. And we have to have belief in him. That's the thing. So I, I really enjoy that, you know, a local yeah. lad plays for Liverpool, doing it well now and can show, show that he got the qualities. And I'm really happy for him. Yeah, it's nice. It is. It's definitely nice to see. Because, um, especially because he gets similar to, I mean, most local lads, like there's, they always get a lot of grief if they don't perform at the right level because they're like, oh, well, we could let's just send them on loan, send them transfer them, get another player and whatever else. And Klopp says that's said that recently. Like, people always want something new coming in because when someone comes to the ranks, it's not doesn't feel as like fresh as like a, exactly. as a transfer. Yeah, yeah. And so like you've got to factor that in that this kid's trying to he's still only twenty two. He's got a, like, but it's like a footy manager mindset. Yeah, it's yeah, like it you're is. playing FIFA and always get like for every season you play a fucking FIFA game and every season you complete. I guess because I don't play it anymore. But then you buy <laughs> then you buy the world's best midfielders. Like you buy your Bellingham's or your whatever. You know that's the thing. And then you feel like oh we gotta start. But you know the reality doesn't work the same way. So yeah, yeah. you need to get off their minds and sometimes actually believe in the young kids that comes up through the ranks because if they're good enough they're gonna stay. If they're not then they be phased out by time. And you know. Both Elliot, obviously not from the Liverpool youth system, but he's still come in at a very young age. He's still got, you know, his the age with him. Let him continue. You know, we, we can we can judge him in a couple of seasons yeah. if he, if he's good enough. And the same with Curtis Jones. Give him a more like two three seasons more, then we can judge him. Have they not taken further steps in their careers and becoming better players? There's an argue about maybe, you know, getting rid of them then. But, you know, when they both like 22, 23 and the other one is 20 or whatever, this, you know, they're still very, very young. So give them time. And I don't say they should play every game and be the, the, the midfielder Liverpool, but they should still be in the squad and, you know, be able to develop and maybe uh, prove themselves. And we see, yeah, yeah. we see where we go from there. Because I think if we With sound... that said, we're going to buy someone. That's well, that's what I mean. If we're going to yeah. sign players, they're going to have yeah. to try and make their level even higher. And I think that's why I was saying before, about it's clever from Klopp to keep putting Jones in because it gives them the platform to keep to keep doing it as well, which is what we want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we can leave it there then. Um, um, nice one, as usual. Uh, everyone for listening. We really appreciate everyone jump, jumping on the show to have a listen. Um, we'll be back probably Thursday to have a little another similar chat in a in a pub we might even get asked of uh, vaping again by some other, some <laughs> random fella no it was actually it, <laughs> was, it, was, it was it was the landlord Dave I know him but he didn't oh, rec- oh, yeah, he didn't recognise me oh, I was think, but I need yeah. to go and say hello I saw, before. I saw him because it, it, so, it was obviously you're not facing the way I am so <laughs> he walked past he came from the toilet and, it, and he stopped and he looked at me and I was like I gave him a little thumbs up and then he yeah. was like oh you can't vape in here because we're holding the microphone so <laughs> yeah. it looks like we're doing it yeah. but I'm going to say hello to him because yeah, I, I used yeah. to used to have a a pint with him in the in the globe in town when I lived there. 
uh, every <laughs> like before every game, yeah. and I don't think you recognise so me now. You'll but have, if, you'll have to buy us some, get us some free. Oh yeah. In a minute. So uh, <laughs> a big shout out to the Lions Heaven, nice pub in uh, Liverpool. If lovely. you've never been, uh, so yeah, go there when you get a chance and say hello to Dave. Defo, Defo, and he'll get you some free pints if you if you mention Christian's name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, use the code Christian. <laughs> the code Christian ten. Get them sent off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nice one. Uh, let's hope the Reds can go and do it tomorrow. It's going to be a, another good game for the Reds, and we'll, yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.